Hello, my name is David Lesner, and I'm one of the pastors at Creekwood United Methodist Church. We are located in Fairview, Texas, right east of Allen, just north of the Dallas area. The sermon you're about to hear was recorded at one of our worship services, which we'd love to invite you to check out live at 8.30 a.m. for traditional or 11 a.m. for contemporary on Sunday mornings on our Facebook page or the recorded version on YouTube. We'd love for you to check out our social media pages at Creekwood UMC or our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more information about what is happening and how you can grow with us in our mission to share God's love. If you feel inspired, there's also a way to give at the top of the website. Thanks for listening to this sermon, and we hope it inspires you in your journey with God. The scripture reading this morning is taken from Psalm 119, verses 105 to 112. Hear now the word of God. Your word is a lamp onto my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteousness ordinances. I am sincerely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offering of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget the law, your law, the wicked, have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your decrees are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite pastimes right now and spending time in the park. I like to take uh, my little guy and go walking. We do a couple of miles. And this week, I had him in a stroller, and just like I've been doing every day the past, uh, past couple of weeks, put him in the stroller, and I'm walking around uh, this park where we live in Greenville, and we make kind of our first lap around. And I see coming up around the corner this family, and I couldn't help but smile. Um, I noticed that there were four children. Um, These little boys, uh, there's one little girl in the stroller, and there's two little boys in a wagon. And the older boy is pulling the two in the wagon. And as I'm watching them kind of play, uh, one of the little boys had an envelope. And he just starts shaking it. And I kind of smiled at him, and I waved, and I went around the corner, and I continued on my way. I'll be completely honest, um, I've been trying to get a little faster and work on my pace, so I, had, um, I was tracking my walk on my watch, and I was working on my pace, so I didn't want to stop or slow down. Um, I might have already stopped a couple of times for my toddler throwing his hat out of the stroller and his snacks out the other direction, and then screaming to stop and pet two dogs. So I'm like, okay, we don't have to say to hi to the children, we can wave, it's okay, we'll just keep going. <laughs> and as I did, the waving of the envelope got more frantic and he got louder. And finally, the older brother, as older brothers do, took the envelope from his younger brother, dropped the wagon handle, and ran after me. (laughs) And I stopped, and he said, he wanted to give this to you. And he hands me this envelope, and I'm thinking, okay. So I take the envelope, and the little brother is sitting back in the wagon, and he yells, it's a stop sign! Okay. This little
little boy hand drew a stop sign. And as you can tell by uh, the one in my hand, it's all kind of wrinkled, uh, where he folded it up and stuffed it in this envelope. And he so badly wanted me to have this that he yelled enough that his brother chased me down and handed it to me. So I talked to them for just a second. I kind of, I waved and I thanked him. And I'm walking away uh, with my little guy in the stroller and, and I'm looking at this um, envelope that I hadn't even opened yet. And it's sitting on the top of the stroller. Now, what do you think I did? Did I open the envelope there or did I keep walking? Yeah, I'm stubborn. I kept walking, right? I've got the envelope and I'm wondering, I'm like, what exactly was so important? Or what touched him so much that he wanted to give a stranger this, this envelope? And I sat and I thought about it, but I didn't actually stop and open the envelope until I finished our walk. I went another mile and I put my toddler in the car and I strap him in. And as I'm putting the stroller in the back of the car, the envelope's sitting there. So I grab it and I kind of smile and I toss it in the, uh, in the front seat of the car. And as I start the car, I'm like, okay, I need to know what's in the envelope. And I open it. Here's this stop sign. And you can tell that it's hand-drawn, hand-traced. Uh, the water stains are compliments of um, my little dude and his water cup once I opened it. Um, but there was such care that went into it. As I'm sitting in my car after our walk, and it's kind of quiet, and I'm looking at this stop sign thinking, okay, what does this mean? And it dawned on me all the opportunities that I had to stop before I did. I could have stopped and said hello when I saw them coming. I could have stopped and greeted them when the little boy first shook the envelope at me. I certainly could have probably stopped and talked longer when the older brother chased me down to give me this prized possession of his sibling. But I didn't stop until I was done with what I wanted to do and when I got in the car. And for those of you that know me, this might even be kind of uncharacteristic. I'm a really social person. I love talking and I will stop and visit with anybody. And I've realized that in the past year and a half, my patterns have kind of changed. I keep my distance just a little bit more, try to be super respectful of other people's personal space. And I was kind, but I could have talked more. I could have stopped sooner. So this stop sign has been sitting on our kitchen table this week. My husband came home and asked me about it because um, our little boy is only 14 months old, so he certainly didn't draw it. Um, and I just kind of smiled and say that, said that it came from a kid at the park. And the more that I started planning my sermon, my take on what's on my mind this week, I planned this entire message about true connection. <laughs> what it means to really connect with other people and what it means to really connect with God. And the whole point of my sermon I originally planned was that sometimes... <laughs> We just don't stop long enough to connect with people next to us. We don't stop often enough 
to listen to what God really has for us. And sure enough, this little boy in the park, who doesn't know me from Adam, who has never met me before, drew a stop sign, packaged it up with care, and sent it with a sibling to chase after me and give it to me. If this isn't a connection, if this isn't an opportunity and a reminder for me to take a little of my own message and pay attention to what's going on around us, I don't know what is. So I want to jump back into our scripture this morning and hear a little about what Psalms is for. Now a little background for those of you not super familiar with the book of Psalms. Here are some things we know. Psalms was written to make public the inner life of the community of early Israel. And it stems directly from actual worship of the community. So this isn't just something written about God for us to read thousands of years later. But it's sacred and personal to the Israelites from that time. Some of these psalms were ones that they actually used in worship many of which we've turned into hymns. You might recognize the beginning of this one from one of ours. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As we keep reading in this scripture, we hear these personal sentiments. I invite you to glance back at this and hear some of the things that we, we hear rise up in these words. The writer of this psalm was open and laid everything out in these verses. He started acknowledging God's guidance and committing to be faithful. I've sworn an oath and confirmed. Asked God to accept his offering and praise. And the writer admits that they're human admits some of this mess and airs out things that are going on. The psalm goes on to say, The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. He's admitting that there are things that hang him up around him. That sometimes it feels like the world is out to get him, but he doesn't want to stray from God. But he admits that that's something he struggles with says, your decrees in your heritage are forever. God, what you have before us is something that we, that this writer, wants to hang on to for eternity and says that it gives him joy. The writer goes on to declare himself as one that wants to get closer to God and give back. Airs all of this out. It's a personal prayer. It's not just something we read and connect with, but it's something really personal. And amongst these personal things that we hear, we hear something very common to our worship. We hear that to really connect, we have to use every part of us. To really connect with God is not just showing up to worship and then going on with what we do. It's stopping. Even when it's uncomfortable, 
even if we have other plans and other things to do, it takes a pause to confess what's really going on with us, to be vulnerable and pour it all out to God. And then sit in the uncomfortable and listen for a response that may not even be audible, which is hard for us as humans. We do really good with that tangible and not always so great with the things that take patience and maybe some creativity to hear in a way that we're not used to. But we crave relationship. We move on from looking at the scripture and we remember that relationship is something that we feed on. Whether we're extroverted or introverted, there is something about connecting with others that gives us a little something. We're able to share a little of ourselves. We hear things about our neighbors. We interact. We have fellowship together. We share knowledge. We learn from our peers. We pour out and help to cultivate the next generation coming up behind us. These things are all crucial to survival and being able to thrive. And here is the most interesting thing to me in talking about relationship and connecting with other people. We know in human relationships that if we don't give anything to other people, we might receive less. We might know less about those that we are doing life with. And it may be harder to do the everyday with them. We're aware of that with humans. Not all of us are great at it. I clearly have my struggles. But we're very aware of what it takes. Now why, in moving on to spiritual relationship, does it suddenly feel totally different? That because God doesn't come sit in the chair right next to us or flop on our couch when we get home from work and ask how our day was, that we just tend to keep moving. We get caught up in our pace and what we want to do, like I did with that stroller at the park. And when we get a chance or when we carve it out in our day to come to church or to have prayer time or to go to Bible study with other people, or take a moment on our back porch for ourselves. When we take that time, we do it. But for some reason, we seem really bad at this give and take of a relationship that we absolutely know is crucial as humans. But because God isn't sitting in front of us in the flesh, we, at least I, tend to put it off. We wait until we make time. Now humor me for a second. Can you imagine if God did come in and sit at your dining room table when he got home? <laughs> or flop on your couch next to you when you're exhausted at the end of the day? Or join you in the rocking chair next to you on your front porch when you have five minutes to yourself before your day starts? 
what would the conversations look like then? What would you confess or air out at that moment? Would it be different than all the things that we hold in because it's easier than dealing with our mess? Now, we know that God knows us intimately already, and God knows these things. But the act of sharing, one, does something really important for us as humans, and two, is the first step in having a relationship. We extend something of ourselves to someone else. Now, I would imagine that even though God knows us intimately, that the God we know in Scripture who created us, knows us, and let his own son, Jesus, give life for us. I would imagine that that God wants us to extend the same effort. God wants us to take that time to extend a little of ourselves. God wants us to be vulnerable and pour out whatever mess that is and confess it. so that we can continue to build that connection. The example that Miss Allison showed with the kids this morning was beautiful in that when we ignore things and keep it locked up, bottled inside, some things loosen and maybe fall away. But all it takes is that intention and time to put the connection back together. And God is always there. It just takes us. So this morning, I challenge all of us as we think about truly connecting with other people. As you enjoy perks of your favorite relationships, your family, your friends, maybe the people sitting next to you in church this morning or worshiping with you at home, as you enjoy those relationships, I ask you to remember to extend the same bit of yourself to God. And to make that a priority because the connections that it forges are the ones that keep us growing. That help us to share our love with other people and take our spiritual development deeper to further the kingdom of God. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we truly do love you with our whole heart. And even when we fail to be an obedient church, we love you with all of ourselves. And we want to know you better. Help us empty our hearts this morning to you, to share all that is there, and to grow deeper in connection with you and with your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We would love if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening today and let us know how we are doing. Be sure to check out our social media pages at CreekwoodUMC and our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more ways to get involved at Creekwood United Methodist Church in person, online, or both. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.